2: Welcome to I've Heard That, the podcast from Heard App Marketing that discusses digital marketing trends, tips, and more. Hi, everyone. My name is Megan. I'm agency director at Heard App Marketing. I'm really excited for today's topic, Um, a topic near and dear to my heart, local SEO or local search. Um, So welcome. I have two awesome guests, Alexi and Ross from our team. Uh, Ross, tell me, what do you do at Heard App?
0: Hi, well, I'm Ross. I'm the SEO director at Herda, and I oversee the SEO teams and LSO teams, so local search teams. Um, I manage them on a day-to-day basis, as, as well as as getting into the trenches and working on client websites, optimizing them for organic search, um, helping with the local search team and, and getting that local search visit, visibility.
2: Awesome. Yeah, definitely search engine optimization on a like more technical side and on like a web-based side. And for you, Alexi... What do you do? Hi,
1: everyone. I'm Alexi. Um, I am the local search manager, so I help oversee the local search team on a day-to-day basis and also help optimize businesses for local search.
2: Awesome. So who wants to go first? Explain what is local search?
1: I can start if you want. Um, So local search is a type of search engine optimization, um, and the goal is to increase a business's visibility. Um, for relevant searches, so searches related to services your business offers and searches with
2: local intent. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ross, anything to add?
0: I think that it's kind of symbiotic with actually the on-site website optimization that I do. Um, Local search is kind of an extension, although it can live by by itself, but having a well-optimized website actually helps the, the Google My Business profiles actually appear higher in the searches and making sure that everything um, is optimized as much as it can be on, on, on the actual website itself will, will play into the hands of, of Google My Business and making sure the visibility is there.
2: Awesome, yeah, so let's break it down because I know um, in other episodes we've talked about SEO and another SEO type topic. So um, when we're talking about local search it's really a specific area. Um, of a search results page so at the top typically um, you have ads sometimes sometimes not (laughs) (laughs) I guess I said typically now and not so typically always Um, and then under that you usually have a maps pack uh, and that's where your google my business listing lives and then under that you have um, directories and websites so I mean directories are websites we're talking about like yelp.com or even facebook uh, angie's list Um, And then you would have like a client's website. So when we're talking about local search optimization, we're talking about um, getting as much coverage for a local business on that search results page. So that could be um, like a local service ad. It could be usually what we're referencing is Google My Business and Maps Pack, or it could be some of the Barnacle SEO. So like their Yelp listing showing up or their Angie's List um, listing showing up or, and of course their website. Uh, if they can gain majority of those spots, then typically they're a good candidate for somebody to click on and, and hopefully do business with. So how do we optimize local businesses in um, for local search? Um, a lot of it has to do with Google, my business's ranking algorithms. So tell me, what is Google looking at? Um, what, what's the ranking algorithm looking at? how do you get that number one placement?
1: Yeah. So I always start with the three main factors, relevance, distance, and prominence. And we can go through those if you would like. Yeah. Explain it. Okay. So um, relevance. So how does your business or does your business relate to what the searcher is looking for? So I always use like two examples. Um, If you're a coffee shop and they're searching for an ice cream shop, you're not going to show up in the search results. Um, And then I also use like a gym. Like if you're Um, If someone's looking for a gym open 24 hours and you're not, you're not going to show up in the search results or there's a good chance you probably won't show Mm
2: up. So awesome. Explain distance. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So distance, I think sometimes businesses struggle with this. So the example I use is if your business is located in Elkhorn, but you're searching in Omaha, there's a good chance you're not going to show up when someone is searching for a service you offer in Omaha.
2: I think that's like a really difficult or a challenge for a lot of local businesses Mm -hmm. that may or may not be located near where somebody's searching. So a lot of times, like there's certain services you may search for over your lunch hour. And when we used to go into an office, (laughs) that, that would typically be like, okay, a lot of people are downtown while they're working or a lot of people are in uh, lakeside area or something while they're working. So if your business isn't physically located near where somebody might be searching when they do their search, then you're not going to have a strong signal when it comes to proximity, like being a factor. Um, and and then of course, like that gets even a little more challenging, like based on region. So if we're saying, Hey, Elkhorn, there's a, there's a company in Elkhorn that I'm thinking of, and they want to be found Mm -hmm. in Omaha, well, they're local to Elkhorn. So people that are local to Elkhorn searching for their services are are gonna come across them. Like they're gonna dominate that search. But if they're trying to dominate Omaha and search, then somebody that also offers that same service in Omaha is probably going to outrank them because proximity is such a is is such a high weighted factor for Google.
1: Yeah. And there's like a lot of ranking factors that you can't control, but that's like, that's one of them that you can't really change. You can move offices. Yeah. You can move offices (laughs) or you could yeah open a new location, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then the third factor. Okay. So prominence is the third one. So the example I like to use for this one is like, if you're looking for a coffee shop, Starbucks and scooters are probably always going to show up. Um, And then also I think this kind of relates to like links. Um, And I don't know, Ross can probably explain that a little bit better than me, but...
2: Yeah, so prominence being that... um, How well known your business is. Exactly. And so Starbucks and Scooters have invested a lot in their brand and like uh, putting a a shop on every single corner so that you know their brand really well. Obviously, they have invested very heavily in their own sites. Um, And so they do usually have a stronger prominence factor or prominence, like it's weighted stronger for them. Uh, than somebody who's a mom and pop coffee shop or just like a n- newer to the scene coffee shop. Because of course in our own minds, we, we know like coffee is synonymous with scooters or Starbucks. We may or may not have heard yet of the, of the, the local business coffee shop. And so Alexi was alluding to like backlinks. Like can you break that down Ross? How does Google kind of know who's actually prominent in the real world?
0: Sure. It's, it it's kind of simple, but it's kind of difficult as well in a- strange kind of way. Um, backlinks are super important for organic search. Um, they are a super strong signal to Google um, about the, the relevance and the authority of, of a particular brand or a website. So obviously, if you're a Scooters or a Starbucks, a lot of people are going to be talking about you. A lot of people are going to be linking to you. So the amount of links and, and the quality of the websites that are pointing to, to those websites are the key factors in which bring up the prominence of those websites. Uh, obviously Starbucks and, and scooters have a million dollar budget that so they can um, throw at, at organic search and at pay-per-click and at local search. So they have all the bases covered um, and being the, the brands that they are, they kind of can rely on their brand name because it, it people don't say that I'm going for a coffee, I'm going for a Starbucks or I'm going for a scooter. So they, it's similar to like Kleenex. They use the, the, the brand as the actual product that they're going to find. So people will automatically um, use those brand terms when they're talking about them Uh, rather than it being just a coffee I'm going for a Starbucks I'm going to Starbucks it's they use that within um, the the, the medium that they're using to to link to the website so it increases the prominence of those websites because of the frequency of the terms and the number of links that people use to those websites
2: yeah definitely so it's like a strong winner when google when you type in cafe near me or coffee or um, you're driving to work and you yeah you're like searching for where can you get your cup of coffee well then google's like hey we know there's a starbucks on this corner yep and it's like hey we know you visited before too <laughs> Frequently. <laughs> how many times in a yeah week? <laughs> all the time right um so those are a lot of factors that we can't necessarily control when we're talking about optimizing uh local businesses so really you can't control unless you move your office you can't control how close you are to the searcher uh unless you've been around for ages and have endless deep pockets like you're you're not gonna really influence your prominence maybe some pr would help or backlink efforts um and relevancy you know like if you're a coffee shop that's what you are (laughs) (laughs) so um talk to me about the factors that you can uh influence how can a business optimize um to improve their ranking like on the other regarding the other factors
1: Yeah, so um, the first one one that comes to mind, and I feel like it relates to relevance and you can control this, is your primary category and your additional categories. So if you aren't using the correct primary category, when someone is searching for the main service that you offer, you're not going to show up. Um, And then obviously your additional categories are very important as well. Um,
2: I think we see that a lot in like restaurants, for example, that are like, hey, I'm a steakhouse, but I also want to improve or like uh, improve uh offer more catering um or i also want to be able to host parties in my party room um it's it's like you're still a restaurant and you don't want to lose traction there so that should be your primary category however there are secondary categories for um catering and um if you use your attributes you can also show that you have a party room uh, and giving that additional information is, to Google is how you can optimize so that when someone's searching, at least Google knows that about your business. Um, what Besides categories, what are some of the other um, attributes or... Um, features and things that someone could use
1: um so reviews are definitely really important too not just for ranking but for converting too um I know for me when I'm looking for like a nail salon I immediately go to the reviews and I don't just look at like oh they're five stars I look at how many reviews they have also um and that's definitely something you can control you can ask your customers for reviews
2: Yeah, it's a fine line. You cannot give them (laughs) incentives (laughs) to leave a review. That's cheating the system. Google will take those reviews down or Yelp. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a good point because as you read reviews, you're taking it with a grain of salt. Like I think a lot of business owners get freaked out when they get a negative review Mm -hmm. um, and they think it's like going to ruin their online reputation. Well, it might if it's (laughs) one of one review, but if they're continually um, giving great service to their customers and those customers are leaving reviews, then that one negative review is going to be the outlier. And it's going to get pushed down um, as new reviews come in. Uh, and as other people like like uh, the positive reviews or engage with those positive reviews.
0: Well, even if it is a negative review, it's an opportunity for you to communicate with that customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and just by by doing that and seeing that you are paying attention and, and you, you do care about that negative review, that can also count as a positive, even though it's a negative. I, I go to, to read a review and I see that it was negative, but the, the, the company has tried to respond to, to that um, review and resolve it as quickly as possible. That to me is, a, is a, a plus. So it may be a negative review, but it could still be seen as a, as a positive and an opportunity to reach out to, to that customer.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, Google is definitely favoring these reviews, like favoring re- reviews signal in general. I think it's been one of the most um, increased uh, weighted factors. Yeah, so like, like number from,
1: two after GMB
2: now. Yeah, like so fill out your GMB listing and then approach your like have a strategy in place to continue to generate generate new reviews and respond to reviews. Um, but it's been really important to Google lately because it's hard to fake. Like, yes, you can create spam accounts, but Google's um filter for getting rid of fake reviews is actually getting better and better. Um, and so it's it's a good signal for Google to say like, hey, look at it. all these people are doing business at this location and they're having a great experience. So when Ross searches for a cup of coffee, hey, maybe he would like it too. Um and I guess that's why reviews are are so so important. Definitely. Yeah. Tell me about some other factors.
1: Um, So another one would be like behavior signals. And I think this relates a lot to making sure your Google My Business profile is completely filled out, um, which would give you a better chance of converting. Um, So yeah, the more people that are clicking to call or clicking for
2: directions will help your ranking for sure. Yeah, I think that's one of my takeaways, too, from what I've seen over 2020 moving into 2021 predictions is that you must, must, must complete your GMP profile. Google continually gives us new options and new features um, to, to optimize with. Um, in the last year, they've rolled out like, hey, you can add a Zoom link. <laughs> so you can do, oh, yeah. I don't think it works all the time. so, um, oh, no. But you can add a link to do a virtual meeting. Of course, you can do booking or reservations or um products and services came out. I feel like it was like almost two years ago now. Um, so Google's really making it so that it's the zero click. Um, this like the zero is a new homepage. And if you're a local business, you may or may not need, if you're a customer looking for that local business, you may or may not need to go to their website. And we've talked to clients that are like, hey, my website traffic's down. We're like, yeah, but your Google, my business and traffic is way up. <laughs> yep. um, and it's because they're getting those clicks, calls, directions, those questions answered before even having to click to the website. You can read. Yep, that's what they have. That's where I want to go. Check out a menu, book a reservation and drive without clicking on their website. So,
0: yeah, so the opening times is one of the key things that, that I look at on, on a Google, but my business profile, it's it's one of the key things that I always check because it's the open what time do they close how long have I got to get there well
2: and tell me how COVID's changed thing I mean really well, sure. like
0: yeah it, like messaging I'm um, using the Google message um Google my business messaging platform to get that message out there about the message that you're taking for COVID safety um has been key to a lot of our customer our clients um getting that message out there keeping it as up to date as possible um has been key um, and having that visibility on the, the profile itself on the knowledge graphs I'm um, saying that we're open but we're only open during these shorter hours or um, we're offering curbside service or it's it's um, you can come in and collect but you can't come in and sit down and, and eat at the restaurant or something like that it's it's been very important to have that um, feature available so that we can get that message out to the to the client's and the customers
2: yeah and that's everything from like a checkbox like saying yes i offer curbside or delivery to utilizing the google my business um like featured message Mm -hmm. to explain uh like what covid precautions you're taking um to doing like the google my business post and saying like oh wait actually we have mother's day specials and here's how how to do it like um I, i think it's just utilizing as many google my business features as you can so that Google has that information about your business.
0: Yeah, and, and being vigilant because of the, you can have um, Q&As asking, questions asked, and making sure that you, you're available to, to respond to those. Um, it's key that you have somebody with eyes on, on it all the time because people are asking questions, and if you're not responding to those, it can be, it can be seen as negative, negative. Um, and certainly if you're not answering questions, then it's not going to be a very good customer experience.
2: Yeah, and that also gives you insight really into like what customers don't know about your business and how you can help answer that, whether that's on your website or training your staff or, um, yeah, like just responding to it in in Google My Business. I think we've seen like as we read through some customers, um, it's it's Q and A, but they're like basically FAQs. Yeah. <laughs> um, as we read through that, we're like, oh. Customers didn't know that about our business. We should like make a page about that, or we should make that an easier transaction point for them.
0: Yep. Or is that they didn't know
2: we had a kiosk? Yeah.
0: Well, can we add that to the business description so Mm -hmm. it's it's prominent, it's it's there, it's it's visible.
2: Yeah. So we definitely have spent a ton of time on Google, which is not the end all be all, but really uh, that's where the majority. Okay, so that's where the majority of search is. But Google does not just take the business owner's word for it. Um, So we've said complete your Google My Business profile, but Google's also going to go and cross check. So explain that, Alexi.
1: Yep. So um, it's also really important that you're making sure your business information um, is correct across a lot of what I call the top tier directories. So um, like Yelp, um, and Yelp's been very important, especially for COVID too, because they have COVID features as well. They actually might have more COVID features than
2: Google does. And I know many business owners are cringing. I'm sorry. I know you all hate Yelp, <laughs> um, but it does serve a purpose.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, also keeping sure, making sure um, Facebook's up to date. Um, what are some other top
2: ones? I think it depends on your industry vertical too, yep. because really there's um, new ones that continually emerge. Like As we think about lawyers, there's Avo um lawyers.com restaurants. restaurants of course there's um open table which i know you have to pay to be part of Tripadvisor advisor mm-hmm. so it just really depends and then there's plenty of healthcare ones yep. like doc Sock, and home services ones home services thumbtack yep. angie's list um so it really depends on your industry vertical but again this is just another place that if google goes and cross-checks it and it's out of date google's gonna have to make a decision is the information that the business owner gave me correct? Or is this information that's out there on these other sites? Correct. And what you don't want to have happen is that you, you fed it your correct business hours, um, for COVID, but your old business hours are out there on these other sites and Google reverts it back. And now you have angry customers that are stopping by when you're not even open. So super important to take care of. I think, um, as a local SEO, too, like there's always this debate we're saying, like, hey, do your Google My Business, and citations are important. But at this point in the game, they're really table stakes. If you haven't done this, um, you're behind the game you're be, or you're behind already. So um I feel like citations are not going anywhere because it's stuff you should have already done.
0: Yeah, it should be baseline.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so tell me, Ross, a little bit about what it means for on-site. How does a business optimize for local search on their site?
0: Sure, I think you've already alluded to it. Um, it's making sure that the information is is the same. It's correct. So the address information is the same. The opening hours are the same. Um, what we, where we can go above and beyond on, on on-site optimization is is writing some hyper-local content that will really um, highlight the, the locality of the business. So yes, we've got the address information there. Yes, we've got the... Um, the phone number and everything else that that, that is stationary for that business it, it's it's black and white it's there That's it's not, not going to change but what you can do is then kind of like embellish upon that with writing some content that, that pulls out some um, landmarks and some features and some um, really um, hyper local content that, that really pinpoints it in in the locality so um, Google can, uh, or the search engines can come along and read the website and say, well, yeah, th- there's the address and there's that landmark, there's that feature, th- they're absolutely there. So that can actually help the local um, search business and, and the profiles um, appear in the search, in the local packs, in the map packs.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I know that some businesses we've worked with in the past, like really struggle because they're a new business or build, building up in an industrial area or an area that doesn't even have a road name. And so like giving Google this additional context is super important and not only context about where they are, but what they offer because um, Google only has so many um, categories to choose from uh, or, you know, boxes to check about amenities. So if you can give Google even more information about what you do, what you offer, um, it's again crawled and st- shown in a result if, some, if that's what somebody's looking for.
0: Yeah, and, and without geeking out too much, you, you, we can put some certain code on the website in, in, in schema format that actually tells the, the search engines this is a local business, this is the offerings that it has, these are the opening hours, these are the products that it, it, it actually serves, um, and that's just in a bite-sized chunk of code that sits behind the website. So we can optimize the pages themselves with some great content that's um, hyper-local, but we can also give Google the exact code that it wants for us to highlight that is a local business, what it offers, the times, it's open, et cetera, all these important things that it can just plug straight into its algorithm.
2: Yeah. Spoon feed Google. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> yep. it's looking for it. So make it easy. Um, so that's, we've covered Google, my business, um, at, at your listing, we've covered your site, we've covered directories and the local search ecosystem. I think the one thing that comes to mind that's also important now is user user generated content. So, A lot of what Google's looking at too, because again, it's hard to spam or fake is, um, so you mentioned reviews. We've talked about FAQs, like other people interacting with your business, but also photos. I think Mm -hmm. that can go a long way for businesses. Um, It's a chance to show a case uh, like maybe the friendly faces of your staff or your delicious looking food. I think a lot of businesses that have not added um, photos are kind of horrified when we show them or like that's the <laughs> we're seeing the outside corner of your building and that's not even where your business is or it's not where customers would enter or, Oh no, somebody posted a photo of, you know, a hamburger that's kind of sliding off the plate. <laughs> and that, that's not what you want everyone to see. That's the, this is like your billboard. Um, and so making sure you would, or you're addressing photos and like uploading beautiful imagery, um, because it's indexed, it also is associated with those keywords and with your business.
1: Yeah, personally for me, um, when my fiance and I are looking for places to eat. Like we'll look at the menu and then we'll go on like Yelp or Google and like actually look at the photos to see yeah. what their
2: food looks like. And that's how we'll decide where we want to go. Yeah, definitely. And now users can also add video. So, I mean, it's been interesting too because you can see like the customer service or you can see like how it actually came out, not just a quick photo. Mm-hmm. Um and then I know besides that, this is one that we cannot control because, you know, user-generated content is, is for your customers con- to control. One of the other things that you cannot control is um, user behavior and how it's in- interacting with your Google My Business listing and with your site. Google's looking at that. I know we cover that when we talk about, um, like, technical and on-site SEO, but um, that's another major factor for Google is if, if we show your business – And it's not what people are searching for. And they click on it and then they click back. That's like a negative signal. So making sure you're optimized for things that you actually do. Um, I think sometimes like businesses want to say they are, they like are jack of all trades and they do one of everything. They're a plumber. They're a a handyman. They're a, you know, and it's like. Yeah, so they have categories that don't relate to them. Yeah, so, or they are like, well, we want to do that. We want to dabble in that. If someone called me, we could do that. And then they They just win nothing. They've divided the pie by 10 instead of being like primary um, service is plumbing. And we also do a few of these other things. HVAC is another one that comes to mind. Um, So those user behavior signals show Google like if you're relevant or not, back to like relevancy being a prominent or being a a large factor. So making sure you're optimized for what you actually do. Um, And then as users interact with your GMB listing, that's a strong signal. Hey, did they click on driving directions? And Google knows if you actually drove there. So.
0: Yeah. Creepy.
2: Um, no, uh, but that's another signal that's hard to spam. Like, unless you're sending a flash mob <laughs> to, your, <laughs> to your business, um, it's another hard signal to spam. So um, it's looking at all those things, like people clicking, calling, driving directions, engagement with the listing.
0: Yeah, it's very similar to organic search. It's multifaceted. It's not just a a plug and play and once and done. It's an ongoing process where you're constantly looking at, constantly refining um, and and just making sure that everything is as optimized as it can be.
2: For sure. So we'll go around the table. Um, Number one advice for optimizing for local search.
1: Um, So I'm just going to stick with making sure your Google My Business profile is complete. Um, Again, I think I've I drive this in so much, but, like, your category is so important, and I talk to our team about that all the time. Like, it's it, so important. Yeah,
2: Like, Google knows it's so much more than just picking that category. There's a whole subset of keywords that Google associates with each category. So if you're not sure, um, I think another a good tip is, like, to check your competitors. What are they showing themselves under? Yeah, we do that all the time,
1: definitely. If
2: that's who you want to compete with and that's what they're saying they do, then... Um, that should probably be your primary category as well.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the times, like I'll, I'll notice like a new business or a business we work with, like they'll have categories that don't relate to them at all, and that could be a negative towards you, like you were talking about earlier. Um, so yeah, category is huge, but also just making sure your profile is complete. So
2: definitely. What about you, Ross?
0: Name, address, and phone number. Making sure <laughs> that that's the same everywhere. Consistency but is key. Consistency is key. Yes.
2: Agreed, yeah, because, I mean, uh, Google can figure it out, but why would you leave it? Why would Don't make Google work hard. Yeah. It'll move on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: why introduce that question? Why Why have that question mark there and make sure that everywhere you've got your name, address, and phone number is the same?
1: And it's also a bad experience for potential customers. Like, if I call the wrong phone number, like, I'm going to be annoyed. Or, like, if your hours are wrong, I'm going to be annoyed.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I actually personally had that experience recently where I thought I was calling um a r- real estate management company and it like sent me to an agent and i was like i i, I don't want to call you i actually needed to call the office so i mean i know that there's complexities when we're looking at like lawyers offices but trying to reach the individual lawyers and how google has guidelines around each one of those It's just like that consi- so consistency is key is so important yep. when you're trying to differentiate yourself as the person versus the office information totally true. Um, I guess for me, one of the, so you guys named two of my top favorites, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Uh, My other advice would be, um, making sure you're doing, um, doing business in the real world. Um, like doing quality business, answer your phone, treat your customers with respect, call them back, empty your voicemail. Um, there's so many things that happen, um, that are like operationally based that no marketing strategy or no local search strategy could fix. Um, and it's because like we see, Hey, we drove a lot of calls. Oh, but why are we dropping? Oh, because your receptionist said we have no appointments or because she never returns calls or your voicemail is full or, um, so there's, or like when we have a booking link, my favorite (laughs) or a menu link and it's a PDF kills me. (laughs) Um, people are looking at your Google, my business listing, um, and trying to look at that menu, um, on their phone probably. And who wants to wait for a PDF to open on your phone? So, I think it's not only just giving it the right information; it's giving it easily, easy to use information, so that it's a seamless, it's a seamless journey from someone who's searching, selecting you, and then choosing to do business with you. Definitely, awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited um, that you guys were able to come in, and it's nice to see your faces. Yeah, Yeah. it's been so fun. Thanks for joining. (laughs) Yes. Um, All right. Well, um, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I've Heard That is a part of the Herdat Media Network. For more information, follow Herdat on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram,
0: or visit herdatmarketing.com. A Herdat
2: Media Production.